injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Let us pick up our books and our pens. They are our most powerful weapons. Welcome to Talking Social Studies. You are listening to episode 38, Getting the Most Out of Conferences, Even If You Can't Attend in Person, for November 15th, 2019. This is the podcast where we talk about social studies and education today. Here you will find conversations about strategies, resources, ideas, and more, all designed to help today's social studies teachers in their work with students. One child, one teacher, and one pen can change the world. So some of us are gearing up to attend the National Council for the Social Studies Conference uh, next week in Austin, Texas, or maybe this week, depending on when you're listening. Um, and many of us attend other conferences throughout the year. So just to get us started today, what are some of our favorite conferences that we've attended? Scott, what do you like to oh, go man. to for conferences? I feel like I go through like a variety of conferences and there's like kind of different flavors where I'll go for a couple of years and I'll switch into something else for another couple of years. Um, yeah. But, you know, some of my favorites, I've done the California Council for Social Studies a whole bunch. In fact, like my first like eight years as a as a history teacher. Um, but I've kind of moved on from that. I really enjoyed NCSS last year and I'm excited that you ladies are going to be down there. Um, I think this going to be super, super awesome. Uh, some of the ones, uh, the more local ones in California that I like, we've done a few Google summits, uh, the Q conference. Um, and then I guess the big conference that I kind of like to go to is ISTE, the International Society for Technology and Education. And that's just like, it's almost like a steroid, uh, conference on steroids. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> massive, right? Like these are all different sizes. We, we got everything from little tiny conferences to like just thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but they all provide different opportunities. And, um, you know, I just don't want to sit and get. Like whatever it is, as long as like I can actually find some application into what I do, um, I think I can find a lot of value in it. It's the it's the things where you're just staring at the clock and people just talking at you the whole time that I can't stand. What about you, yeah. Chris? Those aren't fun. Um, I also enjoyed state social studies conferences. I haven't been to one here in Indiana yet, um, but when I was in New York, uh, the state I lived for the New York State Social Studies Conference because it was it was in March. And in New York, you have a week off in February, like for President's Day, like that week. And then you have a week off in April. And then you have this long stretch between, you know, late February and late April where there's literally no breaks. <laughs> and so the Social Studies Conference is like, yes. I can go to this like on a Thursday, <laughs> Friday, and Get away. I'm yes, I'm technically learning, and it's like a professional thing. But I'm like out of the classroom for two days, so, you know, and like, I love my students. But it was just a nice change of pace. <laughs> it was really fun. I got I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so when we moved back to Indiana, the first NCSS that was um, had that was held after we moved back to Indiana was in St. Louis and it's only four hours from us. My husband's like, you have to go. And I was said, okay, twist my arm. See ya. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was, it was so awesome. My mentor teacher from my first year teaching was there. So we hung out and I met Amy there. I say, I met awesome. you and Dan and Dave and I met so many people and Annie yeah. for the first time. Yeah, so it was awesome. I just love the vibe of a big conference like that because there's just all these social studies nerds there and everybody's just nerding out about social studies. So it's amazing. And there's books and vendors and just, you know, just sessions. It's just 
so cool. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you just got to find your people. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, well, that's any conference. I mean, I'm big into NCSS too. I, I don't get to go as often as I'd love to because it's out of my own pocket. Um, yep. But it's always a favorite when I can make it. Um, the state, Oklahoma State uh, Social Studies Conference is good. I've been there a few couple times now since we've moved to Oklahoma. Um, went to the Missouri one a few times. Uh, I used to love METC, the Midwest Education Technology Conference, which was the regional affiliate for ISTE. I never made it to like the Disney World of conferences, <laughs> but I got to do the local one, which was still a really good one. Um, and that's do they still have that? Uh, METC. Yeah. yeah. It's always in February and it's yeah. always in, um, the kind of outskirts of St. Louis and actually with St. Charles. Mm -hmm. um, I have to look into that. You have to look into that. But the problem is, is in February, I don't know. It's like the curse of, of METC. It always snows. Uh, they move it and then it snows that weekend instead. So it's like the ongoing joke. It's METC. We're getting a snow day. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, so just so people are clear, when we plan conferences, we have to work around weather schedules, natural disasters, uh, the middle of the year, like slogs, and then <laughs> like there really must be a lot of thought that goes into the timing of these events. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it kind of, I feel like it reveals a lot about people. Well, I mean, it's just really when the conference centers are open, but it's kind of funny because you're like, okay, somebody planned this. Who was a classroom teacher? Cause this is like, or it's like mother's day weekend. And you're like, Oh, that must've been the weekend. They still had open. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and for a long time, I was really into ed camps. Um, it's been a couple of years since I've been to one of those. And I know yeah. locally the ed camp kind of scene has shifted to more, um, oh, like subject area and less mm. kind of holistic, which is, you know, I mean, ed camps have been around for gosh, a decade now, probably. Right. Do you uh, want to explain what an ed camp is for anyone who doesn't know? Cause they're awesome. I love yeah, ed camp. It's, it's the unconference conference. Um, you, you show up and you build the schedule when you get there. There's like an hour in the beginning where everybody, there's a big piece of chart paper or my favorite was always when they took like the library window and handed you dry erase markers. That was great. <laughs> um, but you wrote a topic in an empty slot. Like I want to learn about podcasting. And so, <laughs> and then, what a great topic. <laughs> and then, you know, um, other people would, you know, depending on who's running it, but sometimes they would just do like hashtags, like, like hash marks, like one, two, three, four, five, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and if it's a busy one, then you move it to a bigger square where there's a bigger room. And if it's not so big, it's in a regular class. Usually they were always held like in a high school somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and it, the, the ebb and flow of it, you are expected to think with your feet. So you walk into a room and if it's not what you think you wanted, or if it's, it's just not working or for whatever reason, your vibe's just not good there you're encouraged to just leave and find another one. So it's very kind of organic and flowing. And it's, it's not like the talking head at the front. It's, I want to learn about Like I, I can remember one or two where I walked in the room and they're like, Hey, Presley, like you set this up. I'm like, I'm just here. Cause I want to learn about this. What do you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm here. Um, that, but sometimes that's like the ed camp backfire. But half the time, usually, like I can remember sitting in one where I think it was Quinn Rollins of all people. Somebody was, we all wanted to know about this thing. Nobody ever knew about it. And somebody goes, Hey, I know this guy on Twitter. Let's see if he's available. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was. And so we Skyped him in. I mean, this was probably three or four years ago. Um, That's awesome. And then, That's you know, great. we just kind of like Skyped him in and we're like, hey, tell us about. And it was cool. I learned a lot. And 30 minutes look like, okay, this is the basics moving on. It was, it's been great. I mean, there's been some that were not so good. Like I've been in one or two where um, part of it is, is it's, it's not supposed to be a hierarchy of any means. It's, you know, we're all here as learners. And I've been in one or two where somebody with a title, like can't let go of the reins and you just think with your feet and you find a different room. I got to ride in the hoverboard at one that the students nice. made down a hallway cool. in Kansas city. That was, or it wasn't Kansas city, it was Jefferson city. Um, that was fun. I mean, just whatever you want to learn about. And it, you don't know until you get there. Yeah. yeah and I think cool. for ed camps, isn't there like, if you go to the ed camp website, don't they have some kind of calendar of like, yeah. ed camps for all over the country. Uh -huh. And the great thing is they're free. And like yeah. Amy said, they're teacher run. So they're, you know, it's basically what you want to learn about what people there are passionate about. And so they can be really amazing. You know, you may get like a session that, you know, like Amy said, doesn't really work. But again, you just, okay, I'm going to go down the hall, try something else. Yeah. So I, they're really cool. Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. I mean, and it's, it's, there is good or as bad as everybody there is willing to make them. But, you know, you show up in your jeans and your hoodie and yeah. it's all about being comfortable and just let's figure this out and let's learn together and move it on kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's really and about people, is, right? Oh. And the connections of like, the group that just happens to be there. Yeah. You know, you oh, just some of my favorite. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite Twitter people I run into, um, Fuchs from Missouri. She's, I've run into her at several. I think, in fact, I think she was like an egg camp, like junkie. Like I want to say she's been to like 60 of them. <laughs> oh <my> like, gosh. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, it's been a few years since I've seen her. Um, but yeah, I remember because it usually it's like, who's been to how many and who's been to five or ten? And this woman's still standing. She's still standing. And finally, they're like, how many? And she's like, 65. And we're like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> That's what she would do with her weekend. She would get in the car and she'd go, you know, she had like a six mile, six hour radius. And whenever one showed up, she'd go. That's really cool. That's commitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to add her uh, Twitter handle on there. And then uh, also Quinn, <laughs> since he was mentioned, we'll have to see if his ears are burning uh, at Jedi Kermit, which is a fabulous Twitter handle. Um, and have we had Quinn on yet? The podcast? No. Because I if not, that. we, that we need, we need to fix that here speaking in the near future. Of, but. Speaking of having people on podcasts, if you didn't catch my complete, like making a complete beep out of myself last <laughs> night, <laughs> So I was typing, okay, now I'm going to out myself that I'm the one who runs the Talking Social Studies <laughs> handle. Um, I was typing and I went to type <laughs> um, the Visions of Ed group in with us to kind of promote, you know, the session at the, like for us next week at the National Social Supervisors of Social Studies Conference, which is right before NCSS. And I typed in the wrong Michael. Because they're both Michael M. <laughs> so I start typing in at Michael M and then just hit enter. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, not even wrong one out there for hours. Like, I didn't even catch it. So I sent that thing out at like 7.30 last night. I catch it at 6.30 this morning. I didn't like, even oh, notice. No! I saw it and I probably retweeted oh. it and didn't even notice. Oh, well. oh my God. Yeah, I mean, those, you're like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm going to buy him a beer and apologize. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think that will. I think that will be fine. Oh, he'll never let me forget good. it. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that usually is more than sufficient. Yeah. Uh, well, we, 
we've kind of like gotten into the a little bit of the second question here, which is like, what do you get out of conferences? So, you know, we've talked about, you know, making connections with people and things like that. So what, I guess maybe we can elaborate on those a little bit. Like what are the main, you know, how sure. do we build on the connections that we make at a conference or, you know, what other benefits we get from attending? I remember at the state social studies conference sitting in on a session uh, from a professor at OSU, Dr. Knoll, where she did this experiential exercise with the Tulsa race massacre where kids took on roles. And I remember thinking, I don't know about that. So I sat in and it was fabulous. Um, it was like almost like a mystery dinner theater where they were real. You just, you took the portrayal of this historical character. I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause when she said role play, I was like, uh Oh, yeah. um, like, yeah, so she wasn't was role playing the violence or something like no, no, that. No, 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 well, no. Yeah. And I just, I, I was kind of confused, but now I saw that how she did that. And I'm like, this is really like high level thinking the kids have to do with this. They're, they're investigating what happened and trying to put together the, what really happened based on people's testimonials that are all biased. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, this is great. This is amazing. So I don't teach the Tulsa race massacre in my Asian history class, but I can take that setup that she did and I can take that idea and I can modify it to fit. So I think that's one of the best things for me about conferences is I learn like new techniques or different ways of approaching things that I just hadn't thought of. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, the experience you have is just so different depending on the size of the conferences, right? Like you go to some really small conferences and they can be really valuable, but I find that I get different things generally out of those than like the ones that you just have like uber amounts of choice, right? And finding very, very specific sessions versus things that are a little bit more general uh, as they apply to you. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it's you find those like one little nugget. And then for me, I mean, and the only reason, to be honest, that I'm actually on Twitter is so when I do find that, like I can go follow that person. And I'm not like, I'm like the least active Twitter person that exists. <laughs> like I don't tweet that often except like very specific things sometimes. And I, you know, generally don't follow a lot of people and I don't jump in all these chats. But, you know, when I'm, when I, when I'm sitting there and I hear somebody, Right. And you get that idea. I'm like, that's the person that I'm, that I'm going to want. And it just really, it's a good way to extend, you know, your PLCs. I mean, you live in these bubbles in your school sites and there's even in large districts, there's not a lot of people who teach the exact same thing on a single campus, let alone across a district, even if you had the opportunity to, you know, collaborate, which, I mean, I don't know how often you ever get together with somebody at a different high school nearby. Um, but, but it's pretty rare. And, um, I think it's just a, such a good way to find people that are innovating in, you know, our, in our field and like, and just taking those ideas away and figuring out how they apply in your class. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's those connections. I think yeah. that's, that's for me is hands down the best part. Yeah, well, I agree. That's really powerful. And speaking of, you know, connecting with people on Twitter that you meet at conferences, hello, conference organizers put people's Twitter handles on the name badges. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. That's fabulous when people do. Um, I always write mine on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I usually do too. And that's that. Okay. So we talk about how do you maximize your time and learning when you go to these conferences? Um, like for me, it, it's all about the, the stuff that you bring with you that makes it like, bring an extra battery pack, bring a permanent marker. 
because you're going to want to write your Twitter handle. Like it's, it's <laughs> stuff that you don't think about, but yeah. it, you know, it's like, I'm a guy for, I've got a roll of duct tape and a margin marker <laughs> and like stuff in my bag and people look at me. A rope. Yeah. The Mission Impossible theme is like I'm walking in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I carry an extra computer with me when I go to a conference just because I know I'm not going to sit next to a power outlet. Well, I bring, um, like, okay, we all have, it be, you know, became popular years ago, those little, like, the, I don't know, the size of a, a cigarette lighter power banks. But yeah. I, I have one that's big enough that it will charge my iPad Pro twice. So it's about, my power bank is about the same size as my cell phone. Wow. A little bit thicker, nice. but it's about that big. Um, and It'll charge my cell phone six times. It'll charge that iPad twice. And it's got two output USB end things in it. So I can plug in both devices and recharge them as I'm sitting there. I was yeah. like, it was the best 30 bucks I've spent. No, I, I hear you. I, when I was like doing the egg camp thing like crazy before, I mean, I used to go to conferences about every three or four weeks I'd be at a conference. So to me, it was a, it was a great investment because I know I'm going to run out of battery. Um, there is Vanessa Perez found... She is amazing, by the way. Um, she found at Sam's Club, she said, but it was a seasonal item. It was the the cord, the like dongle bag, mm -hmm. but it had a built-in power strip and a 10-foot cord. And I'm like, where <laughs> is this magic? I haven't been able to find one anywhere. That's, but I'm like, how brilliant. fabulous. It had four outlet plugs in it and the 10-foot cord. So she could plug her bag into the wall and then plug her computer into the bag and have like a 25-foot stretch. <laughs> like this is genius where did you find this and it was yeah. like some end cap sale I've, I've been on the hunt for one for three years <laughs> what, what, what a way to make a friend at a conference right like, yeah. it's the only you place I've never seen more people sitting on the floor in the corners you know it's just together yeah it's crowded around I have a low battery too how about you <laughs> <laughs> no you know it's really important like for me I, I take digital notes, right? And I have to, and I actually have to go out of my way to make sure I do that. Cause I'm not a very good note taker in general. Um, but I find like to actually walk away and, and get the value out of a lot of these sessions. If I'm not right, not only like writing it down, Hey, it's a great way to store their presentation. Although I really like go back and, you know, click through all of your slides and stuff, but just to have those resources. And, and then it also allows me to really get to the apply portion because, you know, we, we go through so many, we've talked about this, you know, trainings and PDs and all sorts of different things. And conferences are really unique because it's, you know, it's your choice in terms of like which sessions that you're going to and what you're bringing in. But if I can't like connect it in real time to something that I'm doing and like, I actually start building stuff. You know, I, I just, I make a table on my dock. They almost look like Cornell notes, except they're, you know, I can manipulate whatever I want and just I bring in images if I see something I like I'll take a picture of it I'll put it right in my notes so just so it works so it can transfer for for me from something that I'm like seeing and observing into something that I can actually do with kids and if I don't write that down like you know I, I've done it you know I, I've scribbled and I take paper notes for other stuff like I just have like chicken scratch on things but I can't click on any of that I can't bring that in and, and we're just you know 2019 we're just so digital now that well, I feel it's like it's crazy. super important. It's crazy yeah. you say that because I take the hand notes, but I do it in a rocket book. So nice. I've got the QR code at the bottom of the page. And so if, you know, Chris's presentation has a QR code where I can steal her PowerPoint, I can throw that in a Google folder. But then my rocket book, I can take my hand notes and the QR code will send my notes into that folder too. So I've got her presentation and my notes. Um, yeah, that little thing is my best friend because handwriting helps me remember. But 
if I take paper notes, I'm going to lose them. Yeah. So but yeah. that, this book is now my thing that goes with me everywhere because then I can write my hand notes and then save them digitally with whatever stuff they're supposed to go with. Yeah, the rocket books are definitely cool. Um, I just, you know, for me, I, I just want something that when I want to click on it, like it's it's there. But I think that just goes to show too, right? I mean, we're just our different styles. Like our students, yeah. we're all so different. And you really just have to find something that works for you. But I think you just, I think that you have to be intentional on what it is you're trying to do and actually making it a point to do it because it's very easy to sit in there, especially if you don't uh, know what your plan is for the conference, which I think Chris is going to talk about because that's probably the most <laughs> important part is having a plan, especially in some of the big ones. But then you just sit there and you're trying to figure out where to go next and you're like, you're never present. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's, I'm, if you haven't just, if you haven't figured this out from me before listening to earlier podcasts, I'm kind of a type A person. I'm a planner. So, um, <laughs> not are? always, but a lot of the time. So, um, I always go through like the paper conference thing, which in CSS is kind of like a book, but, um, you know, and I'm like, got my highlighter and I'm like, okay, I want to find like at least three or four things each time session. So like, if I try to get into something and the room's full, I'm like, okay, what's my next option? Or if I'm like, okay, it's the end of the day. I'm, I just realized that that one I really wanted to go to is like literally on the other side of the convention center. I'm looking for something that's closer. Um, just because whew, some of those places are big, um, you know, or it's three floors down or something. Do you start by looking at the sessions or by looking at the speakers or like, how do you, when you attack that program, right? If you have like a super big one, like, I don't know. I, I generally start with speakers. Like I know if there's people I'm looking for, but I'm just curious. Well, I think the NCSS program is kind of, I think they kind of have like, uh, time to begin, yeah, on each time slot, I think they identify the speakers, like the big, like any big speakers that they have are like kind of at the top of that time session, um, like that page where that starts. And then they have like the sessions and they're kind of organized by content area. So like if it's an elementary thing or if it's geography yeah, or civics. Categorically. Yeah. Yeah. And so I look for world history stuff since that's what I teach or, you know, whatever. I just see if something strikes my fancy. But one thing that I think like the first year or two that I was going to NCSS, I was just like, oh, poster sessions. I don't, what are those? I don't want to go to those. But poster sessions can be really cool because yeah. you re you really can have like a conversation with the person. It's basically you kind of stand around somebody's uh, literally a poster, your materials that they have hung up like on a felt board thing. And they're, they can be really cool because you can really have a dedicated conversation depending on how many people are there and maybe not even just with the presenter, but with the other people that are gathered around. And usually they're really focused. Like they they can be a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of narrow in focus. And so if there's something like on a particular topic that you teach that you struggle with or a particular resource or something that you're interested in learning more about and shoot, one year I went to the, uh, one of the Stanford history education group poster sessions and I got a t-shirt. So and the poster sessions are like, I mean, that's what they're there for, right? They want you to come talk to them. Yeah. And so many people walk through the poster hall and just kind of, you know, glance at this, glance at that. But like, yeah. <laughs> I've been there on the other end of that. And you're just like, please, please come here and, and talk oh. to me about this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like the fire hose. All of a sudden you show up and, oh my gosh, let me tell you all about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I actually have one question about your poster, but like, all right, let's go. You know, let's, let's dive down this rabbit hole. It's also a really great way if you, you know, I don't know, have some like 
edgy crushes or whatever, and you happen to see that they're doing a poster, you've now gotten them cornered. Yeah. It's also really weird. I've just, I, I Googled podcast on this uh, social studies conference and Chris, your name showed up. Oh, look at you. Fancy lady. That's scary. <laughs> I'm Googleable. That's not good. Well, just a few other planning things. Make sure that you underpack. Well, I mean, pack what you need for this the conference, but leave extra room because you're going to come back with more stuff than you left with, you know, because you're going to get materials. You're going to go and at NCSS, I'll warn everybody, like the public, there's like at least two publishers there that will generally give you a free book. And I don't know, that's like... That's I got in trouble last year. I was leaving. <laughs> yeah. I brought. <laughs> Where's your bag too heavy? Yes. <laughs> my carry-on bag. I step up. The, they stop the line. And the guy's like, they run my bag through like three times. And then finally he like opens my bag to go through it. He lifts the lid and it's just like covered in books. And he looks at me and he goes, did you just leave a conference? And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> he just laughs and he's it back up and he goes, you know better. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, and then, I thought if I could carry it, I'm a weakling. If I can carry it, it's got to be fun. No, apparently not. Truly, thank you. <laughs> and if you yeah. really like getting stuff, you need to go around the exhibition hall. Like at the Oh, end. yeah. Towards the end, oh, last yeah. day, when all the vendors are there. They don't want to take that stuff home. They don't want to yep. take it home. They may have been stingy at first. Like, oh, you know, I don't really want to give all this out. And then, like, then they're literally left with boxes of stuff. You get a book. Like, you get a book. You get a book. <laughs> <laughs> take, take the whole box. Here, take the, the binder. Here, class, <laughs> here you go. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've walked away with literally boxes of posters that they hadn't even gotten open. Like, just all sorts yeah. of stuff. And you'll find whatever. Um, but that's, they only do that at the end, though. They only yeah. are like super liberal with, you know, <laughs> what to yeah. hand out. Well, but, but... I mean, it kind of depends because if you teach a strange course, no, like I true. teach a weird course, I teach an odd course. Or so... tell them you're adopting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll go for it. Um, But like the, the, the Korean society group, I mean, they're always so yeah. good yeah. To every year because I teach Asian history and they're like, yep. come back by, you know, and they'll set stuff by for you if yep. you come back by at the end and, you know, hey, I need to show this around, but come back by. I mean, people are fabulous. Yeah. If you just talk to them. Yep, exactly. It's awesome. So the other two things I would say are if you have a business card or if you can make one, have some with you so you can pass them out. It's a really nice way. Like if you are talking with somebody and you want to share, you know, like you want to make a further connection or, you know, share more materials or whatever, that's an easy way to do that. Although, I mean, there may be some like cool phone way to do it. Like if you have Apple devices, don't they like talk to each other or do, I don't know. I, I'm an Android person. And then um, tweet while you're at the conference. Yes. Most conferences have a conference hashtag that way you're sharing learning with people that are at the conference, but more importantly, you're sharing learning with the people that can't attend the conference. And that is so <laughs> awesome. Like I've done that with ISTE because there's a hashtag not at ISTE. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and a whole group associated with not at ISTE. And I've done that a few times. And that's a lot of fun because you get, you know, people periscope or you're like, mm -hmm. you know, share materials from sessions. And it's, you know, you kind of get a benefit of being there, even if, I mean, it's probably better to be there, but it's still like, you still learn stuff. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like having that buddy there. And honestly, if you have a friend who's at the same conference, part of going through that conference program is dividing and conquering it because yep. there's probably going to be invariably the two things you want to see the most are at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, of course. you know, bring the spare portable battery. I mentioned that one um, in my notebook, but 
I love presenters, cough, pop, hint, hint, QR codes and bitly marks for all your materials because then my bag doesn't get me in trouble at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so I got digital copies of stuff. Um, the hashtags, the hashtags are great. I mean, even if you can't go following the hashtag, you can usually, people are great. And if you think about it when you're in there, sometimes that's a great way to take notes for yourself is, oh, great quote from so-and-so or, oh my gosh, neat website. And then you can find it back later because you can go back through your own tweets, but you're helping yep. others, but at the same time, you're saving it for yourself too. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, it's just, it, it's also great because sometimes you're in a session, you want to see them both at the same time, but you can't, you can't physically be in two places. So you're sitting in one and it's not rude to be on your phone watching another. <laughs> I, love, I love conferences because my crazy, you know, Mad Hatter brain can be fed all the information at once and be busy. Yeah. And Amy, what you said about having QR codes or bit uh, for materials. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, especially if you can have, if you're a presenter, if you have the, if you have a Bitly link or something, have it on each of your slides in yes. case somebody comes in late. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. if you just have it on your first slide or your last slide, and you know somebody comes in a few minutes late and they're like, I had no idea there was stuff we could get to. <laughs> well, yeah, and then like, and and as a presenter, you, I, I mean, I try to use Google Slides because then you can set it to where they make a copy for themselves, and yeah. then yeah. they can take all the notes they want all over it digitally. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, good idea. I should actually do that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I will adjust the sharing settings on mine. <laughs> right, yeah, you do that with you do that. I do that with my students because I don't want them changing my original. Right. Um, but then you set it shared where it automatically sends them their own copy, and they can do what they want with it. They can take notes all over that thing. We all work differently. Everyone should have their own copy. <laughs> there you go. Um, so our, we're talking about, um, you know, it's been a while, but we're going to try to use our new website. Ha ha. We got this special moment. Like we feel like we, we, we just landed in the real world, adult world. Um, <laughs> so talking social is our domain and it's great because it matches. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but, but on the website, um, we've got our little, um, if you scroll down a little bit past the about stuff, um, there's a send a voice message. And so our hope is that while we're at NCSS in Austin, we can get people to kind of help share out about the conference and we can be one of those resources where people who couldn't be there can still benefit from it. Yeah. And hopefully we get enough awesome, uh, share outs that we can compile them to make the NCSS uh, Talking Social Studies Recap podcast episode. Crush God, we, different name for that, though. That, that, was, that was too That long. was kind of long, yeah. <laughs> NCSS highlights, something. Yeah, thank you. We'll try to come up with something. Sure. But Chris, yeah. this is why we have you name all of our documents. Oh, ew, I'm not a creative person. Oh my goodness. All right, I'll, I'll keep accurate. that in mind. Or maybe that could be a thing people could send in their voice message. So <laughs> we title the next episode about from NCSS. <laughs> Before you start, state your name, the title of said next episode, and uh, yeah, no, I like and it. And then your 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 awesome content. Yes, yes, the awesome content. Well, um, sorry it took us a couple weeks to get another episode out to everybody, but hopefully we'll be back in your feeds in a very very short time. There's like two weeks, and hopefully we get uh, we get Heffernan with us too. Yeah, the four amigos will be back together. <laughs> We need hats. Yes. <laughs> hats for our podcast. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High visual quality. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, we'll see you next time.
Yeah, I'm looking forward. I get to see Chris in person. One of these days, Scott, I will see you in person and know that you are actually for real. 